it's Destiny. Welcome back. Today we are continuing Junie B. Jones Has a Peep in Her Pocket by Barbara Park. We're on chapter three. It's titled Pictures. The next morning, Mother called me for breakfast. Good morning, said Mother. Good morning, said Daddy. Good morning, I said. Roosters can peck your head into a nub. Daddy put down his coffee cup. Excuse me. I pointed to my head. A nub, I explained. A nub is a teensy little knob head. Roosters can peck your head into one. Mother looked strange at me. What in the world is this about? I did a big breath at her. Because <sighs> I don't even think I can be clearer on this subject. A nub. A nub. A roundish ball head knob. And do not tell me that roosters do not peck you on account of we had a pet day at my school and Meanie Jim brought a rooster to room nine and that boy is a rooster expert. I looked at her. Plus also, you said Uncle Billy's rooster was mean too. Right, Mother? Remember that? Mother looked frustrated at me. And she put her head on the table. She didn't come up for a real long time. Finally, she peeked her eyes up at Daddy. Now what? She asked, kind of quiet. Maybe it'll blow over, said Daddy. I shook my head. No, it will not blow over, I told them. Cause roosters don't listen to reason. And so there's nothing we can do about this pecking situation. Daddy rubbed his eyes. Um, could we please just change the subject, he said. Yeah, only not talking about a nub will not go make it go away, I said. And so, that's enough, said Daddy, very growly. I quick stopped talking then. But even after we changed the subject, nubs kept staying on my mind. That day at school, Mrs. told us to draw a picture about our trip to the farm. She said to make it a colorful picture of what we wanted to see there. I drawed and drawed, plus I also colored and colored. When all of us got done with our pictures, we sat our chairs around in a big circle, and we told each other about what we drew. My bestest friend named Lucille went first. She drawed a picture of a pink flamingo. Flamingos are my favorite animal, she said. That's because pink is my favorite color, and flamingos are pink. And I have a pink dress that will match them perfectly, and that is the dress that I will be wearing on the field trip. She wrinkled her nose real cute. Pink brings out the natural blush of my complexion, she told Mrs. Have you ever noticed my satiny smooth skin? Mrs. looked and looked at that girl. You're a fascinating child, Lucille. But I'm afraid that there aren't any flamingos on a dairy farm, she said. Lucille looked real surprised. So where are they then, she asked. Well, flamingos can be found in lots of places, said Mrs. South America, for example. Lucille shrugged her shoulders. So fine. We'll just go there instead. Mrs. said for Lucille to please sit down. Just then, Polly Allen Puffer springed up out of his chair. Look, teacher, I drew a catfish, she said. See its whiskers? 
My brother said catfish whiskers are so sharp they could slice your fingers to the bone. This has made a sick face. Yes, um, thank you for sharing that, Polly Allen. But uh, we're not going fishing. We're going to a farm, remember? Polly Allen Puffer looked upset. Yes, but uh, my brother said there's lots of catfish farms around here, so that's the kind of farm that I think we should... No, Polly, no, said Mrs. We're just going to a regular, plain old farm with regular, plain old farm animals. Polly Allen Puffer did a mad breath. He said the word, big whoop. And after that, Polly Allen Puffer had to stand in the hall. Mrs. did some deep breathing. Please, children, please. Did anyone in room nine draw a picture of a regular farm animal? Anyone at all? It's all I'm looking for here, just a regular old farm animal. I did, I did, Mrs., I yelled, real excited. I drew a picture of a rooster under a tree. Oh, Junie B., Thank you, that's perfect, she said. I holded it up so that she could see it. See it, Mrs. See how pretty it is? Mrs. looked at my picture. Oh, yes, that's a very nice tree, Junie B., she said. But why is it laying on its side? Well, it crashed over in a rainstorm, I said. Oh, said Mrs. Oh, dear. She looked even closer. But I'm afraid I don't see the rooster, honey. I pointed. There, I said. See its foot under that branch? He didn't get out in time, apparently. Mrs. covered her mouth with her hand. Just then, a girl named Charlotte hollered, I hate that picture. That's a terrible picture. I crossed my arms at that girl. You would not say that if your head was a nub, sister, I said. Meanie Jim laughed real loud. Just then... Mrs. said for all of us to take our chairs back to our tables. And we did not show any more farm pictures. Chapter 4. Cockle-doodly-doo. On Saturday, Mother came into my room. She said we were going shopping for clothes for the farm trip. I looked up from my coloring book. No, thank you, I said, on account of I'm getting a fever that day, so I won't actually be going to the farm. Mother laughed. <laughs> Don't be silly, she said. Then she picked me up and she carried me out to the car. Yeah, only here's the problem. You are not respecting my wishes, I said. Mother laughed some more. I promise this will be fun. I did a huffy breath. <sighs> Whatever, I said. Whatever is the grown-up word for that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And guess what? I was right. Shopping wasn't fun at all because Mother kept on making me try on clothes that I didn't want. First, she made me try a shirt on it, shirt on with checkery squares. Then, she made me try on overalls with the big, giant pockets and she tried to tie a bandana around my neck. She tried to put a straw hat on my head. I looked in the mirror at myself. What do you know? I'm a cornball, I said. Only too bad for me, because Mother said I looked 
cute as a button. And she bought those clothes anyway. Plus, also, she bought me a throwaway camera at the drugstore. After we got home, I started to color again. Mother hanged up my new clothes. Do you want me to show you how to use the camera for your trip right now? She asked. No, thank you, I said. On account of I'm getting a fever that day, so I won't actually be going to the farm. After that, Mother did a big sigh, and she closed my door. She let me color in peace. I got tricked, because on the day of the trip, I told Mother I had a fever, but that woman did not even take my word for it. Instead, she took my temperature. And so, what kind of trust is that, I ask you? No fever, she said. Then, Mother dressed me in my new farm clothes, and she drove me right to school. She pulled in the parking lot. Oh, no, I said. Oh, no, oh, no. Because the bus was there for the field trip already. It was parked right at the curb. Believe me, Junie B, said Mother. You're going to have a great day. Then she got me out of the car, and she pulled me all the way to my teacher. Good morning, Junie B, said Mrs. Don't you look so cute today? I felt my forehead. I'm ill, she, I said. Mrs. smiled. I love your straw hat. My head is a flaming fireball, I said. Mrs. bent down next to me. And that bandana is absolutely darling. I'm burning into a crinkle, I told her. Crisp, said Mother. Whatever, I said. After that, Mother lifted me onto the bus, and she handed me my backpack with my lunch and my camera. She waved goodbye to me. I didn't wave back, cause my hand did not feel friendly. Just then, my bestest friend named Grace came running to get me. Junie B, Junie B, Lucille and I saved you a seat. Then she grabbed my arm, and she took me all the way to the back. I sat down next to Lucille. No, said that Grace, that's my seat, Junie B. She quick pulled me up. So where am I supposed to sit then, I asked. Lucille pointed across the aisle. Right there, silly, she said. You're sitting right directly across from Grace and me. And so, it's almost like we're sitting together, except you'll be separate. I sat down, but there's nobody to talk to over here, I told her. Just then, that meanie Jim jumped up from the seat behind me. Me! You can talk to me, he said, laughing real loud. Then, he leaned into my ear and he hollered, Cockle-doodly-doo! right into my eardrum. Too bad you're afraid of roosters, he said. Roosters can tell if you're afraid, Junie B. Ask anybody. Roosters will always peck the scaredy heads first. No, they do not, Jim, I said. You are just making that up, probably. And anyhow, if roosters peck people's heads off, all farmers would have nub heads. Only they don't, so there. Ha ha. Jim raised up one eyebrow. Are you sure that all farmers don't have nub heads, he said, kind of spookily. Hmm, are you? He did a grin. Why do you think farmers wear hats? Jim leaned closer. 
to cover up their nubs, that's why. After that, he lifted up my hat, and he pointed and patted my head, and he cockled doodly dude all over again. Thanks for listening. Come back tomorrow for chapter five. It's titled E-I-E-I-O. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.